Don't worry, you're not hearing a ghost. It's me. It's Emma. We're back with season two of Zillennial Big Sis. back you guys. I've had so many people ask me, Emma, when is the pod coming back? When is it coming back? And they never believed me when I said, I promise one day it will. I promised and I deliver on my promises. It's funny because I stopped making it when my life got interesting. And if you've been following me on TikTok, hey, I'm a K underscore, I believe. I'll link it in the show notes. If you've been following me on TikTok, you probably know what's been going on in my life, but I'm going to give you a quick life update. Since the last time that we talked, I've been in a serious one-year-long, over-year-long relationship. We have currently, recently broken up, and I'm not going to talk about it right now. We're also crying to the mic, and like that's embarrassing. I started a business, so I became a freelance social media manager, and I am coming out with my first course ever. So soon, I'm so excited. I moved out of my parents' house, so I'm currently in my own apartment. Again, exciting, exciting stuff. So I've been living the life of a true adult recently, but yeah, I realize I haven't been making these episodes because life just got me down, but I'm ready to share some of my big sister advice for all of you. And we're going to start with the New Year's. I think it's the perfect time to start over because it's the New Year's and I'm going to be completely honest. I think the New Year's and resolutions are so stupid. So dumb. I'm so sorry if I blew your mic out. Um, your speaker. Anyways, I think they're stupid because why are we waiting for the earth to circle around the sun uh, one whole time to have a new year? And if this is not right, then editing Emma will be coming in with the correct information of what a new year truly is. But why are we waiting for that? So I'm going to talk to you about setting New Year's resolutions, how I think the New Year's are actually very predatory, especially as someone who works in social media and marketing. Like, I know their tricks. And how we can actually use the New Year's better to make our resolutions stick, to manifest and just create the life we want. And I know manifestation to some of you, you're either going to be turning this off right now because it sounds like too like woo woo. But I'm here to tell you that whether you are a religious, spiritual person, whoever you are, manifestation is actually something that can be very positive in your life. So please don't run, please stay and stick around. Um, and I'm going to be telling you how to get the new year started off right because yes, there is a right way to do it. If we're going to do it, let's do it well. Let's get into why I hate the New Year's. I think it is the most anticlimactic holiday on the planet. Like we're all in our living rooms, maybe at a club. Mm, 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 lights are pumping. I haven't been to a club yet for, on New Year's, so maybe that's what I need to do this year. I usually spend it at like my parents' house in their living room watching the ball drop or something. And last year I spent it with my now ex-boyfriend and his friends. And it was fun, but it's so anticlimactic. You have one of those TV shows going on. Like maybe you have Miley Cyrus and Pete Davidson hosting the New Year's show. Maybe you're watching the one on CNN with Andy Cohen. I don't know. Is that one on CNN? I can't even remember. But all I have to tell you is there's nothing more anticlimactic than listening to C-list celebrities 
sing, perform, do this. And I'm not saying that Miley and Pete are C-list, and I'm not saying that Andy Cohen is C-list, but like listening to the C-list celebrities that they were able to bag for this show, sing their little song, do their little dance, maybe talk a little, have a little fun game, and then 10 seconds to... Is it 10? You're screaming 10, 9, 8, 7. You get the gist. And then it's like, Happy New Year. Now go home. <laughs> like, it is so anticlimactic. And it's hard because it's supposed to be this huge, pivotal change that you're like, oh my gosh, I'm going to do this and I'm going to get my goals and I'm going to get my dreams. But then you're like, comes and you do the ball, ball drop and you're just, okay. Are you, are you good going home? buddy, are you good? Are you good going home, my friend? Or are you going to go home with the man that you just made out with at the ball drop? Either way, I'm fine. I just need to know. Uber prices are surging right now. Like it's really okay. I'm not a big new year's girly. I just never have been, probably won't be. And that's okay. And the other reason why I hate the New Year's is they're so predatory. Everyone is selling you everything. I mean, everyone is selling you everything. You don't, you might not want to lose weight, but you're getting a gym membership. You might like your clothes, but you're getting a new wardrobe. Like it is so predatory. The marketing is crazy. New year, new me. You are being told that the only way you can go into this new year's is to change. And I do think that change is good. I think that change can make us grow, but I do think certain change is not good. So just be mindful of the predatory marketing. If you don't feel like you need to do a certain thing, ignore it. Don't fall into the marketing schemes, especially late at night. That's when they'll market it to you. To you. You'll get like a, hey, spend $39.99 on Bumble Premium. No. I'm not doing that to see my beeline. But anyways, just keep in mind that marketing goes really heavy at the New Year's and then it's just going to tail off in the spring. It's like winter, New Year's, marketing, boom, boom, boom. They're trying to get their budget out for Q4 and then they're done. So don't get caught in the New Year trap of, oh, I have to change everything about my life. Um, don't do that. Be very mindful of that actually because they're, they're going to try to get you every single time. Now that I've aired out, almost all of my grievances about New Year's, let's get into how to do New Year's well because I truly do believe that there is a way to do New Year's well. There is a way to be intentional with this time and that is setting the scene now. Period poo. That is why I am getting this episode out in December because New Year's needs to start in December. You cannot start New Year's on January 1st. I mean, you can, but good luck. You want to set the scene and make the playing field for everything that you want in the next year in December. And you may be thinking, Emma, December is holiday central. I'm spending all of my money on gifts. I'm eating tons of food at the Christmas parties. And me and my boyfriend just broke up. And to that, I say, I completely get it. I'm in the exact same boat as you. But what we can do is we can take our December and we can make it into a time where we can finish goals from last year and set the stage for new goals this year. And the first and most important step to this is to clear out your current space. I want you to start your new year off with a space that does not have a ton of items that are holding you down, that are weighing you down, that don't serve you, that are causing clutter, causing anxiety. 
we're going to clear our spaces out. You know, those, those baseboards that you haven't dusted in a while, that ceiling fan, we're dusting them. You know, that closet that you have that has the top that you wore your freshman year of college that doesn't fit anymore. We're donating it. We are deep cleaning and decluttering our space. I'm talking our rooms, our cars, our apartments, our dorms, wherever you live. And if you have people that live with you, I know that this can be hard because you got to get them on board. But whatever you can do to make your space as clear as possible for the new year is the first step to setting the stage. That is exactly why I probably will never be the one that wants to throw a New Year's party because what's the first thing you want to do on your New Year's? Uh, Not clean your house. I don't want to clean my house on January 1st. I'm going out or I'm going to a friend's because I'm just not doing that. I'm not going to start the New Year's with dirty laundry. The only dirty outfit that I'm going to have on is going to be the one that I wore to the club the night before. Like That's just how we're going to start it this year. That is our mantra. That is our motto. Get out of your space and prepare your space for better things to come. Okay. So now you've cleaned out your space. You've decluttered, you've dusted, you've cleaned out that like hard water residue from your shower head. Yeah, you should be doing that. And you're ready to get started to set your new year's resolutions, your new goals, but let's do it well because yes, there is a good way and a bad way to set goals a smart goal. This is one of the only things I learned from my entrepreneurship class my senior year of high school. And did the teacher like me? Absolutely not. He told me my idea for a convertible heel to flat was a bad idea, but he was also a white man. Thank you, Mr. Grismore, because that is already an invention now. So anyways, I let him deter me in my life success. But let's actually talk about something that he taught me that was really, really I've carried a lot through my life. And that's how to set a goal. And I use the SMART goals format. So with SMART goals, it's an acronym. And what it means is the S stands for specific. M means for measurable. A is achievable. R is relevant. And T is timely or time bound. Depends when you look it up. So what does this mean? It means when I'm setting my New Year's resolution, my resolution shouldn't be, I'm going to get healthy this year. The silence is deafening because how are you going to do that? It's not specific. You can't measure it. Like, how do you measure if you're getting healthy? Are you doing that based on the scale? Are you doing that based on a mileage time? Are you doing that based on how many vegetables you eat? Is it achievable? Well, considering the goal is health and health is a multifaceted goal, I would say probably no, um, because we don't know what we're actually doing. Is it relevant? Yeah, maybe probably to you, but is it time bound? Again, one year, that's a really hard timeline for your goals. I do recommend breaking them up. Up into a smaller amount of time. So instead of saying, I'm going to get healthy this year, do something more specific. For the next three months, I will walk one mile a day. It's time bound. It's specific. It's relevant and you can track it. That's great. So if your goal is, I'm going to walk a mile a day, you say that, that's your smart goal. That is something that you can actually maintain. And the time period is good too, because it's a lot less. I would even go smaller. I would say in the in January, I'm going to walk a mile a day. One mile a day. Specific, measurable, it's achievable. Do you have time to m- walk a mile a day? Probably. It's probably going to take you 20 minutes. Get your iPad out, go to the gym. Or you can walk outside. It doesn't matter. But you want to set right the goals the right way because if you don't set the right type of goals and you don't set goals well, you are really setting yourself up for failure. And you know what happens when you fail 
at your goals, you give up. You say, okay, well, I didn't get this one goal, so I'm not going to work out any of my other ones. And it just sets this bad domino effect of you not being able to have the motivation when really it's not you that's the problem. It's your goal setting. That's the problem. Set your goals that are realistic. Set your goals that are relevant. Set them that they're time bound. Again, remember, smart goals. Smart goals of one of my smart goals for the year is in the month of January, I am going to sell four of my social media management courses. It is a specific goal. It's measurable. It's how many courses I can do. It is achievable because that's one course a week. It's relevant to my job and to my money making the bag. And it's also timely. I'm doing it in the month of January. I've set goals for so many different months this year already. And we're going to talk about how you can really elevate that. But when you set your goals, make sure that you follow the SMART goal format because it's going to make them so much better when you achieve them. If I just set a goal to make more money this year, I could do that pretty quickly. Like I made a good amount of money this year, but not a lot. So let's just keep that in mind and set our goals in a way that's achievable, but also inspirational. Yay. Now that we know how to set goals the right way, let's talk about vision boarding. And I think the really, the best process that I've found to vision board, I want to say this with the disclaimer, I am not a vision board expert. I have done it like four times in my life and all four times I've had very positive experiences, but I'm not a vision board expert. I'm sure there's someone on the internet who is, but just keep that in mind. So take what you want, leave what you don't. Also vision boarding is not a guarantee that things in your life will go well, that they won't. If you do this and you get the absolute opposite of anything that you ever put on your vision board, that does not mean that you did it wrong. I think that there are a lot of people who believe in, you know, the good and the bad. They believe in purpose and all of this, but I just believe that we are all living a human experience that can be messy. It can be crazy. You are colliding with other people living their experience all the time. So things can change and it's okay I think one of the biggest things I want this year is to embrace the change more instead of being stuck in my ways. So I just want to remind you that of this process, that things are going to get messy. And even if in three months you don't get what was on your vision board, it does not mean that you failed. It is completely okay. This is for inspiration. This is for motivation. It is for nothing else. And if anything, it's a cute, 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 cute piece of decor that you're going to put out in your house. Like if anything, it's just that. So take everything as you will, take it and leave it. So the process of vision boarding can be very intimate. It can be very personal. So I do recommend before you start any of it to set your space up for success, you know, turn on some good vibes, music, get out some candles. Maybe if you're 21, a glass of wine, like do whatever you need to do to set a space that you feel safe to explore your current situation and your dreams. And the reason I say this is I would never make my vision board when I'm around people who don't think that vision boards are like true, cool, whatever. Like if people are going to make fun of you, if it's super distracting, like set aside some time for yourself. And I know for some people that's a lot harder. You might have a ton of roommates, maybe your siblings are around or your parents, but like try to set aside some time for peace for you and really a good amount of time. Like you're, this is going to probably take a while and that's okay. And I think the more thoughtful the process is, I think the better the outcomes will be. 
So the first thing that we're going to do once we've set our space is we're going to talk about our current situation. I want you to get out a notebook. And the reason I want it to be on paper is because I find it much more intensely lethargic when you can write it on a piece of paper. So get out a piece of paper and a pen and write down your current situation. I want you to write down things on one page that you do not like, that you do not want to take with you to the next three months, to the next year. Write down everything that you can think of. Some things to name a few. I don't want to be heartbroken next year. I really don't. I don't want to be living in a place where I'm worried about where my finances are going to come from. I don't want to be unhappy with the physical limits that I sometimes put on my body, right? Like we're going to really get into depth and write down what we do not want for our life. And that will take some serious introspection and real, it's real shit. Like you are writing down on a sheet of paper, what you don't like about your life and what you do not want in your life in the next three months. And for some of you, it will be simple things like, I don't want my braces. And for others, it will be, I do not want to be in a relationship with someone who's toxic. Whatever it is, write it down on a sheet of paper. Take your time, really be thoughtful about this. And I want it to be a sheet of paper that you can do something with later, but we'll, we'll get to that later. And then once you're done writing down everything that you don't want in your life, and I want to be very clear, you should do what you don't want first. I'm a very big, very big proponent that we should start with the lows and end with the highs because I just think it is a lot better. It's like, uh, once you release it out, it's like a good cry. Once you release that, you are able to be more free with your goals and your hopes, but also be realistic about where you are, who you are, and what you want. So once you've taken that time to write all of the things you don't want in your life, all of the bullshit on that sheet of paper, I want you to flip over your notebook and on a different sheet of paper, completely separate, I want you to write all the things you want to carry with you. And I mean everything that you want to carry with you. You want to carry your new budding style, your good friendships. You want to carry the good growing relationship that you have with your parent, whatever it is. You want to carry it, your hot girl walks with you in the next year, write it down on the sheet of paper, your Olaplex collection. Sure. It doesn't matter what it is. It just needs to be what you want to carry with you into the next year, into the next phase that you're going to be vision boarding about. Take your time with this. Be realistic. Some things that I want to carry with me. I have really strong friendships and I want to foster those relationships and carry them into my next year. I have a lot of ambition and I don't want to cloud that. Also, I want to carry the work that I'm doing on myself to next year. I want to carry the fact that I started going to therapy, that I'm seeking, you know, that I'm working on my physical, mental, emotional self. I want to carry that into next year. I don't want that to end. So those are all going to be certain things that I'm going to be writing down on my sheet of paper. I want to carry my like growing TikTok career and my business. And I want to carry this podcast with me next year, right? I'm writing all of those things down on my paper. So you're going to take the time and do that for yourself. Once you have done all of that, you are finally ready to start your vision board. You are finally ready to start the manifestation journey that is vision boarding. 
And I do think if you could do it on like a physical paper and with magazine cutouts, I think that's great. Um, I think that's very fun. But also I will say that sometimes it's a little easier to do it online on something like Canva where you can do the little background remover. You can find different words. Sometimes magazines can be very limiting. Um, So just find whatever format you would like to do. I will say if you do it digitally, one thing that I will be doing this year because I didn't last year is I will be getting it printed at like my local Walgreens, CVS, Kinko's. I don't care where you get it printed. Print it off your home printer. I mean, it might be a lot of ink, but I will be printing it this year. So whether you make it on a physical board or you make it virtually, I do recommend having it in person and printing it just so you see it all the time. And if you can't, maybe make a version of it that could be your lock screen or your background on your computer or something like that. So you can see it all the time. Now that we figured out where we're going to do it and where we're going to make and how we're going to make our vision board, we're going to start doing the categories. So write out your overarching categories, whether that's relationships or jobs or school or, you know, food, fitness, wellness, money, money, money. Um, Write all of those out on a sheet of paper so you can really see what you're working with. And under those segments, you're going to want to write goals. I recommend doing one to three goals in each of those segments. Keep it in the first three months of the year. And yeah, that's going to be a lot of goals. You might be overwhelmed with the amount of goals that you have, but it is okay to have more goals and then narrow them down later. I just think it's good to get your brain flowing for when you're going to have like the content on your actual vision board. So for example, one of my goals is to sell four of my online courses in the month of January and then by the month of January, February, March. Oh, wow. By the month of March, I want to have sold uh, probably like 20 of them. This is all hypothetical, but it's true for me. So what I would do is I would write under my business goals write that down. And under my finance goals, maybe write how much that would bring that in financially for me. So my goals are starting to work together. If your goal is to travel, write down the places you want to go. I went to almost every place on my board this year for travel because, you know, it was a big travel year for me, which was so great. And that's something that I'm so thankful for. So start writing down your sections and your segments for your goals. So now we set the scene. We're going to do the fun part. We're going to find the images to go with the goals for each section. So for example, if my goal is to travel to um, Savannah, Georgia, I'm going to find pictures of Savannah, Georgia on Pinterest or Unsplash or Pexels or really anywhere in magazines. And I'm going to get those pictures. It's going to be places I want to visit in Savannah. It's going to be maybe a plane ride. If I'm going to ride the plane, if it's going to be with friends, I'll find pictures of multiple people in Savannah. I'm going to be doing that for all of my goals. It's okay to include phrases and numbers. So if I have my number goal for my business or for finances, write those down. If your goal is to, you know, start a 401k because you've just started your first that does that, put a goal that literally says 401k and then put the amount that your goal is to put in the account in the first three months and just keep doing that. Make it cute, aesthetic, fun. And as you're doing this, I want you to imagine what your life will be like when you hit those goals, that this is you in these photos, that this is you going to the gym. This is you running your business. This is you running your first marathon, like all of these goals that you have for yourself, this is you actually doing them and have fun with it. 
You want to start building it on your boards. I recommend keeping area segmented. So having like a finance area, a health area, you know, travel area, wherever on the board, just to make it a little easier and keep doing it until you feel like, wow, I have covered all the goals on my sheet of paper. This board is just inspirational. It is exciting to me. It is making me feel energized. And then once you get to that point, pat yourself on the back because you just created your first vision board. You just created your first vision board. I think that they are so powerful because when you see, you can actually visualize those goals that you wrote down and you can have that moment that you believe you can do things, then I think it changes everything. One of the things that I personally will be leaving with me in this year is my limiting beliefs. There are so many things that I always say, I can't do that. Like, I can never do that. People like me can't achieve those things. But those limiting beliefs are what are stopping you from going for those big things. They're a really big part of imposter syndrome. They're a really big part of having low self-esteem. They can be a really big part of you not growing. And I think that's the power of a vision board. That is the power of seeing and visualizing what you want, what you want to have for the next three months, for that next phase of life. And if you don't get everything on the vision board, that's fine. But you know what? You might be getting so much more because you're focused on it every day because you know it's possible. You've created these goals that you know are realistic. You can see yourself living this lifestyle. So why wouldn't you be able to do it? Yeah, there are going to be some times that like outside factors are going to come in because again, just a reminder, we're all people living the human experience at the same time. Shit gets messy. There are going to be things out of your control. When I graduated college, I did not anticipate graduating in a global pandemic. No one anticipated that. But wherever you are, whatever circumstances you live in, it is just so important to remember that dreaming and having goals and setting goals for the life that you want to live is such a big part. And it's okay if those goals don't come true. It is okay if you have so much in your life right now that you just fucking hate, like it is okay. If you're going through one of the hardest periods of your life right now that you've ever been through, that's me. I can't even describe how much I feel like I was just gut punched by this year. But I know that when I create my vision board this year and I start writing down all of the things that I want to bring with me, I'm going to look at all those gut punches and say, well, shit, I still have so much to be happy about and to celebrate and to live for because yeah, the world is so messy. It is so awful sometimes. And every once in a while, I think like, what is the point of this? We are literally just people on a floating rock. But when I realize that there is so much more to live for, then it just gives me hope for the future. It gives me hope for change and it gives me hope for progress. So if you are in that place right now where you just feel like, oh my gosh, I don't know how I'm getting through this, vision boarding might be the thing that can just anchor you in. Thank you, you guys, for listening to today's episode all about New Year's and vision boarding. Let's rock it. I'm so ready for this next year. I'm so ready for 2023, 2022. I'm bye. Bye. See ya. Like never again. But 
If you want to give me a follow on Instagram and TikTok, I will have all my links in the show notes as well. The instructions on how to vision board. Catch me next week for our next episode. And I'm out. Goodbye from yours, the Lenial Big Sis. <laughs>